Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Small Business Sessions powered by Zero. My name is Emma Jones, founder of Enterprise Nation, and I am very happy that a company that lots of people are talking about is here with us today. The excellent Giles Williams, who's co-founder of Urban Massage, is here to talk about how he started and growing this amazing business. So Giles, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, tell us, first of all, for those who maybe haven't heard about Urban Massage, what is it that your company does? So we're a technology platform that connects qualified massage professionals with people looking to book in their home, office or hotel, and effectively providing high quality massage treatments at a low cost. And I desperately want to know, how did you come up with this idea? So was it personal experience where you thought, I want to book a massage and I need to be able to do this easier? There's a little bit of that. So, I mean, these days you can grab a cab, you can order food and drink, um, anything at the touch of a button, but you can't order the stuff you really need, like wellness services. Myself and my co-founder, Jack, had actually just sold our first business and very much in sort of like recovery mode. We both experienced the benefits of massage before. I come from an engineering background, so you can imagine a lot of sat at a desk, um, lots of work needed on your lower back, stretching your shoulders, that kind of thing. So there's definitely benefits for me personally. At the time, we both spoke to therapists and found that spas typically keep about 80% of the cost of the treatment, which is unfair for them, obviously, for the, for the practitioner. So all of that together led us to create this sort of on-demand platform focused on the, the high-quality treatment delivery, but at a low cost for the consumer, but still fair for the therapist. Nice. So actually, everybody benefits then. Yes, okay, yeah. so it's how technology can be this lovely equaliser. And it does make me smile. I don't know why this makes me smile, that you are using technology to take something that is very physical. Just as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking of the physical move of somebody massaging somebody else. Yeah. What was the response from customers? Because I guess you do feel that in years gone by, massage, you would go to a spa, you would maybe go, and I guess true, this is true. another thing, and I hope you don't mind me saying this about your industry, it may be a slight kind of back side street type kind of place that you would go into. You have kind of opened up massage, made it much more liberal, but did you have to educate customers or did they immediately get it in terms of what you were trying to do? I think there was always an underlying need in the market, but um, I think something that we do quite differently is we rely very heavily on logistics. So it really empowers us to allow the consumer to make a choice and sort of not only pick the treatment and the time and the location they want to have their treatment at, but actually the individual practitioner. So something we do quite differently is showing the individuals before you book them so you can get to know them, build up that trust before they turn up at your door. You can see their face sort of read up into their profile, that kind of thing. And also that drives a great operational efficiency for the business as well, because every appointment the consumer sees is actually guaranteed to be fulfilled with live public transport and road condition data and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Wow. So if I book on, it will say this person, can I track where my yeah, so practitioner about, is? About three months ago, we released what we call the pizza tracker for massage. <laughs> um, so actually it's... it's it, it, Maybe not the right term, but it effectively is designed to show you exactly where your therapist is as they're arriving, give you tips about what to prepare. So things like, should you heat your flat, get your towels ready, that kind of thing. Brilliant. Love it. I'm, I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be for pizza, get the knife and fork out. But yeah, as you <laughs> yeah, say, it's yeah, this yeah. preparatory kind of mode. And so when you come up with these new concepts, so when you went live, and I guess kind of, first of all, let's just kind of go back to when you went live. Was it a perfect product from day one or did you launch and say, let's launch, see what reaction is and then kind of iterate from there? So actually, when we first launched in sort of true agile form, we started with what's called a concierge MVP. So we literally put a phone number up on the website, up on a website on online, directed some ad traffic to it. And myself and Jack actually shared a flat in Ealing. 
back then. And there was an 0203 number you could call from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week, where you would talk to one of us. We would be doing the bookings on Just Excel amazing. Documents. So and people it, did not know this was coming into no, your flat? No, obviously not. <laughs> um, but but I think it's really val- uh, valuable to sort of make sure you're proving the right problem to solve and also to gather that feedback really early from day one. So just to check the feedback you were trying to get at that point, so it was call any time yeah. into this number to yeah. book a massage treatment. Yeah, of course. So it's effectively validating like w- w- effectively how do we need to deliver massage to the consumer? What are the problems the practitioner has to get around that kind of thing? Um, and it, it means that it doesn't get you to the right solution perfect from day one, but it at least means that the technology you build is going to last longer. No, I love it because a lot of businesses come to us and they say, I've got an idea, I'm going to build a website and then I'm going to see if it works. Whereas what you did is I guess with only the expenditure you had was an ad and the telephone number coming in. Yeah. And that was essentially your market research. I do take it you you did fulfil those bookings, though. We did indeed, okay. <laughs> yes. So I think we started with three therapists. We yeah, we literally had like an Excel document that was our logistic system back in that day. And it it, it does teach you a lot about how to how to build what you're actually going to build in the future. Brilliant. And I mean, something we never really compromise on, I guess, is meeting all of those therapists before they come onto the platform. It's really important from a, a quality perspective that we really get to know them and build that relationship up. And does that still happen today? It does still happen. So every single therapist that goes onto the platform comes and meets us face to face. So it's interesting. We've had a previous guest um, on the show, um, Anil Stocker, who's the co-founder of Market Invoice. And he provides an amazing online platform for businesses to access finance. But he Mm. said online, it's not exclusive. You can call a person and it's how you get that combination of online and physicality. So as you say, so the, the practitioners come into the office, you meet all of them, and then you're making it easier through the use of technology. Yeah, exactly. And I I think it's important so they understand exactly how the platform works as well. So we teach them how to use the app. We sort of like get them to provide a mini treatment so we can make sure they're doing everything in the right way. Wow, that's a lot of massages now for people in your team. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. Um, There's sort of like mini sort of like massages going on every day of the week. Just amazing. Everybody's got that as a perk, I guess. And how, because the interesting thing about you is you are using technology. So it seems it's technology first. You identified a gap in the market, technology first. Now, how do we have this human element of onboarding people onto it? In terms of what you've just said of meeting the practitioners, making sure that they're service is kind of good quality. Mm. How do you scale that to other territories and sort of outside of London? I know you're operating in France now as well, but how do you scale that when it's still got that physical component to it? So actually, we've we've gone for a model where the HQ in London sort of provides most of the global operations, but we do have satellite teams. So for example, in Paris, there will be a team of a few people doing marketing on the ground, uh, all the way through to the actual sort of uh, meeting the therapist and stuff like that. So there, there are individuals that we would employ out there to, to do that. Okay, nice. And I still want to come back to this point around technology and how you come up with new ideas, but just mm. on the international expansion... Massage in Asia is huge. It is, yes. Is that a well-served market already or is that a place that you're looking to go into? I think it's definitely on the horizon in the next couple of years, yeah. yeah. If you can take the market there, you will be global dominators in the world of massage. Lovely. And just back to this technology, so the idea of the pizza tracker for Mm -hmm. the practitioners, do you look at what, I guess, what other technology companies are doing in different sectors and say, how could that apply? Or is it the customers who are saying... This is a bit of a sticky part of the journey. Can you improve it? How are you getting the innovation for how the platform continues to develop? Underpinning everything these days is really the data that we gather. So at the scale we're at now, we do get a wealth of information, which generally we use to give us the steer as to what we're going to build next. It's also very important that you talk to your users. 
So we always do as product uh, sort of like focus groups and feedback sessions whenever we're thinking of new features before it goes into build and also afterwards before it goes into production. Even as a management team recently, we've uh, picked up a framework called the Mumcall, which is a way of getting a, a large range of uh, feedback in a qualitative manner from a, a large number of people, but on a very small set of questions. And that is something that other businesses can access. I've never heard of this yes, mum call. It, it, it sounds like an oracle for mums. <laughs> well, the, the idea is really based around the fact that people that are close to you personally will give you over positive feedback and how to ask questions to your customers in a way that you're going to get to the underlying problem with the business or the feature they're using without sort of over them them saying it in a nice way to make you feel nice. Yeah, so it's how you get that constructive feedback exactly, from people yes. who like you. Nice, I like that. You know, you kind of started the business with your co-founder. As I now know, you started out of a spare bedroom where it's just kind of calling in. Funding for the business in terms of startup and kind of now scaling. Talk mm. us through how you went about that? So we're a venture capital funded business. Um, we've done a couple of rounds of funding. We don't typically talk about the amounts just because we don't want to give any information to any anybody else in the same space. Um, but yeah, we, we, I mean, we're growing double digit figures each each month and everything like that. So it's, it's, it's growing very quickly. And do you feel you've got competition in your market? Um, there are other players, but I don't think the, uh, the execution is necessarily as good as ours. I think we're in a unique position due to that sort of combination of technology and sort of people power that we've put behind it. Okay. And in terms of how you would expand, is it a case of saying, let's use the technology to maybe bring in other kind of wellness treatments? So it could be kind of let's expand the treatments we're offering, or I guess expand geographically. Is that where you see kind of the route to expansion? Yeah. I mean, I think underpinning all of the urban massage platform, there's that sort of logistic engine that could be easily applied to other verticals such as, I don't know, beauty or physiotherapy. Our focus right now is very much on massage and executing on that to our best. But I wouldn't say in the future it wouldn't be a possibility. And how do you feel you've helped open up the market of massage? So as you say, this stunning figure, which I did not know that if a, a massage practitioner in a spa, they don't get to keep all of the revenue, mm. you're now opening up more of that revenue stream to them. Do you think, and you know, this is a podcast for small businesses, do you think this is opening up the market for more people to set up as a massage practitioner? And because essentially you're connecting them with customers and you're enabling them to make a living. So is this opening up a market that maybe was big, but not as big as it could have been? Yes, I definitely think so. I mean, from a consumer's perspective, we're definitely going for a price point. We actually launched a uh, price point of £49, which is lower than most other people in the market, at least for sort of at-home delivery about three months ago. From a consumer's perspective, we're always trying to make it accessible as, as possible. Obviously, to your door makes it even easier. From the therapist's perspective, myself and my head of products actually have a vision where we should be able to get someone that's working at McDonald's that sort of maybe wants to get a new career choice. We put the right content and support them on the way where they could become a massage practitioner. Brilliant. Okay. Now, as you say, so it does open up that market. And of course, as more people are going freelance, this is the kind of thing that they want to do. Mm. And how does the payment work on the platform? So I, as the customer pay, do I pay via the platform and then you make sure that sort of finance goes through to the practitioner. Yeah, exactly. So everything's basically card online, avoids the need for the consumer to have cash as well. So yeah. Okay. So again, it's just kind of simplifying that process. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you have done amazing job with you and your co-founder to date. I desperately look forward to seeing what Urban Massage does next. I suppose the massage is in the name. So if you did expand to <laughs> yeah. Urban Beauty or other things, yeah. there might be more things to come. But for a young company, you've achieved so much. 
So we desperately look forward to seeing what you do next. Giles, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Cheers. That was the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, powered by Zero. Go to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast to find out more. And big thanks to audio and podcast production service Podraffy for producing this show. See you next time.